0: Mortgage brokers and the industry as a whole, like BDMs, underwriters for the most part, you know, I think at different points I thought, oh, maybe there's kind of like an adversarial relationship with underwriters and, you know, you're butting heads about things. But overall, I found everyone to be like, just really easy to get along with for the most part and helpful. And we're all on the same team working towards the same goals, you know, funding files.
1: Do you know what that tells me though, Kelly, is that that's actually just your personality projecting onto other people is that right oh yeah yeah for sure i saw a post recently on mortgage brokering and it was like a guy posts like hey just me or all underwriters have a god complex and i'm like (laughs) oh my goodness dude you are never going to get anything approved if you have that attitude like this is a team sport man you've got to like shift your thinking right didn't take long people jumped all over him and then he deleted it thankfully but the most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Welcome to the I Love Mortgage Brokering Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, I talk to a rookie who's making waves in the mortgage industry to find out how they're succeeding in this ultra-competitive market that we're in and growing in spite of the fact that they're new. And today on the show, I have Kelly Benici. She's a mortgage broker based at a Peterborough, came into the mortgage business in 2019, did seven mortgages that year. 2020, she did 20 mortgages. And this year she's already done 50 on track to do 65, which is amazing. And Kelly is one of the grads from our attendance a month academy. And she's just one of these people, you just give her an idea and she just applies it immediately. She does not waste any time in execution. Absolutely love my conversation with Kelly. Takeaways from my conversation with her. First, she shares how she doesn't really like the word sales, but she's obviously doing a good job of it. So how she reframes that to help her be authentic and still successful. She also talks about how a third of her business is coming from Google, which is pretty amazing considering that she's still pretty new. We talk a little bit about that. And then she talks about from her perspective, a big takeaway that she got from being in our academy was just the mindset work and the mindset shift that has to happen. And if you're new, you know, you're going to have up days, down days, you're going to have days you feel like a million bucks days, you feel like, you know, 50 bucks and I just would encourage you that you do have to focus on building a strong mindset because strategy and tactics are awesome. But if you don't get the mindset down, you will not apply them. You will try them and you'll stop. You just won't actually get the juice out of it that you could. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Hey, you know what? I want to be like Kelly. I want to grow my business. If you go check out get 10 funded.com, we've absorbed the new broker training and it significantly expanded it in our brokerage called I mortgage pros, go to get 10 funded.com. we we'll get the number 10 and check that out. Also huge shout out to our title sponsor. Finmo. So Finmo has been gracious enough to sponsor us for this show, to talk to all these amazing people. They have a fantastic program. So Finmo is a mortgage application, a you know document collection submission platform that is really, really well designed. It's simple to use. We love it with our agents because you don't have to spend a lot of time to learn how to do it. Like if you're a new mortgage broker, there's a lot of stuff to learn and getting tripped up with technology because it's confusing is not going to help you get your business. It's not going to pay you any quicker. And so I love that Finmo is just really quick to use out of the box for pretty much anybody and it's also got this smart doc feature so as somebody's filling with the app it's already figuring out what documents you're going to need so then it makes it easier for you to know what you need to get from the client so check out finmo.ca slash ilmb and thanks again for checking out this episode hey kelly welcome to the show
0: hey scott thanks so much for having me
1: so tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from
0: Oh, yeah, I'm from Toronto originally. My family moved to the Peterborough area when I was in my early double digits. And I've been here mostly ever since, except for there was a decade there where I uh, went off traveling a bunch of different places, mostly throughout Canada and a little bit abroad. But yeah, mostly a Peterborough girl.
1: Nice. And so how did you end up in the mortgage business?
0: So I had been self-employed as a web designer before this. And at some point in my early 40s, I was like, oh, crap, self-employed. I don't have any kind of retirement plan. And I'd always been interested in real estate. So I started buying investment properties. And I actually I became friends with my dad's mortgage broker. And I would take him out for dinner and ask him all kinds of questions about, you know, how to purchase my next property, basically. So I was constantly... Priming him with these questions, and eventually he said, "You know, you're obviously super interested and curious about this. You should become a broker. And you should get your license and become an agent. Come work for me." And I thought, "No freaking way!" Because he worked on all these really challenging B deals.
1: Right. You're like that. Doesn't sound like a lot of fun. No, it doesn't
0: sound like any fun at all. It sounds terrible, and it's so rule-bound and highly regulated. It sounded like a nightmare. And things were going pretty well for me in my business at that point. I thought, "No, no, I'm doing pretty good where I am. No thanks." time went on we remained friends and he unfortunately passed away of a heart attack he was in his early 60s and it was at his memorial service that a bunch of people got up and talked about how helpful he'd been for them in their lives and their real estate journey and i thought oh there's something to this like being able to help people is something that's really you saw cool.
1: the people side of it not just the yeah. like that the product side of it or whatever
0: exactly exactly not the underwriting hell that he was going through on some of his deals and so yeah so that really appealed to me and i got licensed shortly after that actually yeah
1: right that's so interesting that's a very unique entry into the mortgage space i think i've heard a lot of different origin stories and that is one that stands out and so then how long did it take you to go from that moment of insight to actually go get your license
0: I think that moment was in June or July, and then I was in the licensing course in October. So just a few months later.
1: So I want to have a kind of a timeline. So I think 2019, you said you did your first mortgage. When was that in 2019?
0: Yeah, so my first mortgage was for my brother in late winter, early spring of 2019. I think it closed in April. Yeah.
1: And awesome that family like is supporting you and saying, like, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, Kelly, help me out. In that first year, in 2019, how many mortgages did you do? Seven. Seven. And where do they come from, roughly? I mean, you may not remember exactly, but like...
0: Yeah, no, I actually just took a look at that. I actually got one from a realtor, which seems like a miracle given that I had no experience. One was from an ad, one was from Google, and four were from friends.
1: Okay, most of your network then. Yeah. So then fast forward to 2021, mm-hmm. uh, big jump this year for you. And so how many mortgages have you funded this year so far?
0: So far, 50 this year.
1: When you started this year, did you think you do that many? Or is this like... I'm curious.
0: I had pretty high hopes for this year. My goal was to hit 25 million this year, which would have been about 75 files. I've downgraded that a little bit to 65 files, which seems a bit more realistic for where we're at right now, unless I get a big unexpected influx. And with this market, anything is possible. So who knows?
1: Right. What are some of the things you did to help with that?
0: One thing was focusing on Google reviews and really making sure that we were putting out requests for those. So... Yeah, this year, almost a third of my business has come from people just Googling mortgage broker Peterborough. So that's pretty great. Definitely hiring an assistant has helped so that I'm not absolutely run off my feet doing admin work that I don't want to be doing. So yeah, I mean, otherwise, I feel like I could have worked realtor relationships harder and, you know, been prospecting more heavily. But really, it's been about the Google reviews.
1: Right. So you said that you did when we were chatting earlier, a third from Google a third from Realtors and a third of your business from Network Family Friends. That sound about right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, so did you start full-time, part-time? You know, did you go in both feet? I'm in, I'm not doing web development or what was that like?
0: I definitely jumped in with both feet and that's kind of my style. Just like fly by the seat of my pants. Let's do this. I was really ready to let go of my last business doing web design. I had done that for about a decade and was just tired of it and really ready for a change. So yeah, the second that I could you know possibly make that leap I made it and it wasn't without its challenges like over the course of 2019 and even into early 2020 there were times I was looking at job boards like what am I doing what have I done let's go
1: right on? right. yeah that was my next question so okay yeah. both feet in was there any point where you're like should I get out of this because I know a lot of people go through the valley I call the valley the shadow of death where you're like oh yeah. what am I doing when was that can you remember and how did you get through it
0: That would have been, yeah, I guess late 2019, early 2020. And I got through it, yeah, by checking out job boards, thinking about having other jobs. I might have applied for one at MPAC. Yeah, I mean, I I had an Airbnb in my house at that point, and that was actually pretty profitable. So that definitely helped me through. I definitely went into some debt as well. You know, trying to think positive, dealing with the doubt. And yeah, just made it through by the skin of my teeth, basically. Well,
1: now yeah, and now you've kind of got over that hump. So what yeah. about? I want to go back to the reviews for a second because I meant to ask about this. So I just did a quick search. You've got thirty six Google reviews that I can see. Maybe it'll be more once we listen to this. But you had fifty seven mortgages. That's a very high percentage of clients that are reviewing you because I know people who've done thousands of mortgages and they don't have thirty six yet. So why do you think you're getting so many people to review you? Like, what's the
0: I'm sending out a request, I'm using a service that will send a few follow ups. So we just put our clients names in and they get the initial email and I think a couple of follow ups. And, yeah, just having that process where, you know, we hit them a couple of times. And I've just recently realized that I need to change the way that I'm doing it. So for purchases, I'm going to stagger the review request to about two weeks after closing, since that's going to be a really crazy time period for people. And then for refis, I feel like we can send them out anytime because it's not necessarily, you know, tied to a really big life upheaval moment, right? Right, right. Yeah.
1: How important do you think your loan process is in being able to get that review? Because I mean, you can ask for them, but if it felt like falling downstairs, I can't imagine people are going to review you. So, you know, I'm assuming something here, but I'm assuming that your loan process must be going well, or people wouldn't be agreeing.
0: It's going well. I definitely have had a couple of files recently that are like falling downstairs. That's actually an awesome way to put it. Yeah. There's a couple of painful ones and I do not request reviews from those clients because I know that it's been challenging. I, I, go over it with my clients and you know discuss it with them and let them know how I feel about the experience how I want them to feel and you know like I had a conversation with someone a while ago and it's like this is not the kind of experience I want you to have and I apologize for that but yeah sometimes things come up that are just beyond anybody's control but overall yeah the process is pretty smooth there's always room for improvement and Actually, yeah, that's an area that I do need and want to work on more for sure so that it is always really smooth and totally repeatable and, you know, keep those good reviews coming in.
1: Yeah. You obviously you wouldn't already have the many as you do. If it wasn't working, you wouldn't have the reviews you have right now. So like, I guarantee you that. So, and any of those little errors are great opportunities for just improvement. Like, okay. Or little frustrations or friction. Right. So what surprised you most with the mortgage business? So coming from web development, what yeah. surprised you most about what you know mortgage brokers do?
0: This is a good question. What surprised me? So, it's less about the job itself and about the community. I was blown away by how nice, kind, and supportive people are. Like, it's such a strong community.
1: And Are you talking about mortgage brokers as a group? Or are you talking about...
0: Yeah, yeah I'm talking about mortgage yeah. brokers and the industry as a whole, like BDMs, underwriters for the most part, you know, I think... At different points, I thought, oh, maybe there's kind of like an adversarial relationship with underwriters and, you know, you're butting heads about things. But overall, I found everyone to be like just really easy to get along with for the most part and helpful. And we're all on the same team working towards the same goals, you know, funding files.
1: Do you know what that tells me though, Kelly, is that that's actually just your personality projecting onto other people. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I saw a post recently in Island Mortgage Brokering and it was like a guy posts like, Hey, just me or all underwriters have a God complex. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my goodness, dude, you are never going to get anything approved. If you have that attitude, like this is yeah. a team sport, man. You've got to like shift your thinking. Right. It didn't take okay. long. People jumped all over him and then he deleted it. Thankfully. But
0: I but, did have one file recently where I was just like, why is this underwriter asking me these questions? And I'm so frustrated and just, you know, some people who are like so highly detail oriented and, will let anything kind of come up to be, you know, like an unnecessary speed bump. It's just like, oh, but overall, I don't find that's the case. Yeah,
1: right. I think it's just your mindset matters. Okay. so in the mortgage space, there's two distinct skills you got to master, sales and underwriting, which was the most challenging for you?
0: (laughs) This is a funny question to me. So sales, I just have like an automatic kind of bad attitude towards sales. Like, Oh, it's slimy, you know? And I think this is probably a bit of a misconception on my part about sales, but so I don't come at it thinking about sales as much as thinking about relationships. Don't, hold on. I know
1: what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say okay. like service or relationship or something. Yeah. Right?
0: Relationships. Right. Like yeah. and I think I'm a naturally curious person who's really interested in other people, so it's easy for me to connect with people. And I think this comes back to why I'm able to get the kind of reviews that I do is that I connect with my clients. I make it very much known that I'm there to help them however I can. So that's especially helpful for first-time buyers who feel like they're, you know, out in the middle of nowhere without a paddle. So I think, yeah, really keeping that focus on relationships has been really helpful.
1: Okay. Yeah. And you know, for me too, when I started, I thought sales was a dirty word and right. I just had to reframe it to serving people. Yeah. I'm like, look, if I'm serving people and if I can help you, well if I can't, it's okay. And that mm-hmm. mindset shift, I had to have that before I would ever have been able for this to work for me. So you took our training program. So I'm curious, when was that? And then first question, the second is what was your biggest takeaway from it?
0: Hmm, well, I think I've taken a few things with you probably starting in 2020. Yeah. Cause I did love 19, which was, early 2020, I believe. Yeah. And honestly, I think the biggest takeaway is mindset. You know, this is something I've definitely worked on throughout my life. And coming to your program and having that reminder has been really helpful. Yeah, it's all perspective. Just like we were talking about, about us all being on one team with underwriters, right. that's perspective, you know, being able to frame things in a positive way. Yeah, just always be trying to see the positive and, and look also for the yeah, solution positive positive instead goals. of the problem
1: and everything. If you look yeah. for the solution with a expectation that you'll find it, you'll have a totally different so just out of curiosity, what do you do to maintain that mindset? What has helped you, you know, keep it on track?
0: Yeah. So to be totally honest, it's not always on track. And sometimes I completely fall off the wagon and I'm just coming out of one of those times right now. But when I become aware of that, it's like, okay, this is totally in my power to change. What do I do to change it? I start listening to audiobooks and Blinks through this app I have called Blinkist that summarizes nonfiction books mm-hmm. and just really focus on taking in positive messages to sort of switch my mindset out of you know a more negative state into the more positive one that I want
1: yeah and social media in particular it's just full of so much junk right now like oh my gosh like it's yeah. just uh, you know so talk about like falling downstairs. that's what it feels like you know and you have to really cultivate that that's awesome okay so i'm gonna ask some rapid fire questions you can answer some of these with shorter answers so what is one thing that people can't find out about you from google i'm a
0: high school dropout with a biology
1: degree well, how did you do that <laughs>
0: I, um, I quit high school when I was 15. So I was really young. I had three high school credits in Ontario. I think you need 30. So how did I do that? Yeah, I just did it. And then when I was 21, I applied to university as a mature student and it got in. And then I did a biology degree over six years part-time and went on to do field biology work, field botany in particular. I've always been super in love with plants. And then as you might guess by my wild career trajectory I've just kind of always followed whatever I'm interested in in and curious about so yeah at one point it was plants another point it was web design and at another point which you can find out online I managed to sing or songwriter as well
1: right yeah we sound very similar I am not like that like curiosity drives everything for me it's just like oh this is and just go I don't know where it's gonna go you know what's a movie everybody should watch at least once
0: so I'm not going to give you a movie, but a TV show. Cause that's more of what I watch. All right. I am absolutely in love with Ted Lasso. Love that show so much.
1: I got to watch that. I've heard good things about it. You I'm really going to check it yeah. out.
0: Talk about positive mindset. That show is incredible.
1: And what's one tool or piece of tech you can't run your business without.
0: Right. So it's like a long list of all kinds of tech tools really. But the ultimate one that I couldn't do it without is velocity.
1: Okay. So velocity. What's another one that you like?
0: I really like shift actually. It's an app sort of for all of your apps. So all of my communication apps live within shift. So I have,
1: I've seen that actually, but I, I yeah. So like all of your, like, I have messengers. four
0: different Gmail accounts in it. So I can just click to switch without all that Gmail business of, are you sure you yep. want to this account? Blah, blah, blah. Messenger, WhatsApp, Slack, text messages, like all of my apps are within that. So I don't have to go hunting for different browser tabs. So that's awesome. And I really like text expander as well. And Calendly.
1: What's the best advice you received as a new mortgage broker?
0: Other than, you know, like specific advice for different deals, I think just keep going, you know, it's going to be hard sometimes, but yeah, just keep
1: at it. Just keep going. And then knowing what you know now. So if you go back and, you know, that first mortgage you funded back in 2019, what advice would you give yourself?
0: You know, this is kind of a tricky one, because I think ultimately what I would have needed and wanted more of is systems and processes. But the only place to learn about that is with other brokers so I think the advice would be to try and shadow another broker or like offer to work for them for free, just get in there and get exposed to as many different files and as much of the business as you can to learn it, especially coming from my background with where I had no background in finance, no background in anything remotely related to mortgages.
1: Right. So
0: I think that would have been a good way for me to learn.
1: Right. That's great advice. Awesome. And Kelly, where can people find you online?
0: My website called kelly.com. And I'm on Facebook and
1: Instagram. Your whole name just sounds Kelly Benici. It makes me <laughs> like—it's just one of these names that has a great rhythm rhyme to it. Yeah, so Benici. you can look up Kelly Benici. I don't know if you want to say it like. like yeah, like,
0: Kelly Benici, you've got it. Kelly yeah, Benici. and, just, and uh,
1: you can see your reviews. You got 36 reviews, which is awesome considering yeah. you're just getting this thing started, right? Like, give yourself a couple more years, and that's going to be a monster number. So good for you. Awesome.
0: Thank
1: you. Okay, good chat with you, Kelly.
0: Yeah, great to talk to you, Scott.